0: 24 at checkout. That's amazing and that is code
1: GAZE24 G-A-Z-E 24, for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners and you cannot find that anywhere else.
0: Be sure to visit
1: moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guide books. <music>
0: curious like how your relationship is when it comes to competing against another person versus how you compete against yourself
1: oh comparison comparison Uh, our good friend (laughs) I think it used to be way worse Mm -hmm. for me everything had to be a competition and I think that was because I was like just sitting in stone
0: cold Capricorn
1: (laughs) I well and I was sitting in some unresolved trauma that I had not worked through or healed at Mm -hmm. all so it was like well if I compete and I'm better then that validates my existence and mm-hmm. blah 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 all of that, right? Mm-hmm. I can happily report now. I can go swim laps in the pool and I'm not racing against the person next to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Unless it's Ryan Lochte. <laughs> well, then I would lose mm-hmm. because there's no <laughs> way.
1: <laughs> no, then I would no, then I would um do the like Wednesday Adams thing where I like pretend put piranhas in the pool. Not piran. <laughs> no, I mean from the movie. Oh. I'll be the victim uh, all your life. Exactly. Um, where I'm like, oh, I need, I'm, oh, God. Help. I need I'm a drowning. rescue.
0: Help. <laughs> drowning. Drowning. <laughs> <laughs> Help! I'm dying. <laughs> Is that what she says? That's what she says. Oh god, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. I know, so that
1: Ryan Lochte could save me, mm-hmm. right? Maybe He's, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think by nature, just generally, a competitive person. But I'm better at understanding when things don't need to be competitive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I understand people who are competitive because I am one. Mm-hmm. Like when it's like there's formality around it and there's competition, like I am all in. Mm-hmm. Like don't, don't come for me because I'm gonna leave everybody in the dust you know what i mean like that's just me but i'm way better now at like not making things that are not and never been ever gonna be competitions Mm -hmm. competition Mm. what about
0: for you I think I had some early disappointments when I thought I was set up to be like in a space where there was like, oh, you're a surefire shoe in for this. Or this is like where other people were like, this is going to be your thing. And so after those like soul crushing defeats, I just have stopped um, wanting to compete against other people. Uh (laughs) So that's my own trauma. I love that our show is also a trauma-based show. I mean... Honestly, what it is to be queer in uh-huh. America. Seriously, trauma and shame, everybody. That's it. Um, welcome to our friends, trauma and shame. But yeah, so I feel like now I only sort of, kind of, like I'm trying to think of like what I would compete against other people in at this moment in time. I also think having been practicing yoga for a while, doing that, you're not competing against anyone. Like, there's nothing competition based in that, like physical and. Did mental did you have activity. to like let
1: go of some of that? Was there ever a point point in time where you're like oh their downward dog is slightly more than I think mine. initially you know but I mean? it's
0: like it's really just about you in the practice it's not about comparison so I think that. right but I'm saying like yes, did you yes I think to shed it, some I think of that? initially yes okay. but I think that um now it's just more of like uplifting for anybody that might be having trouble and trying to be uplifting for myself when I'm having difficulty with a specific posture and not making it a beat yourself up sort of situation not like downtrodden, not feeling down, downtrodden and defeated um, about it. So I do feel like there's definitely a lot of, I think initially early on, I was more competitive like in high school and college. And then I've just sort of tried to let a lot of that go because I found that it didn't serve me and it often led to disappointment. So that's tied into my expectation thing. So mm. I feel like the only person that I compete with is me. Um, and that's just towards betterment.
1: And you have played group games with other people, right? <laughs> Do you yeah. have awareness of yourself in a group game? <laughs> setting? That's the. Oh, okay. So the receipts are coming out. The now. receipts are coming out. Because <laughs> you're all over there. You're like, I only compete against myself now, well, and I only eat organic. <laughs> And I only eat artisanal. I did breaths. sound a little like you, you did know, sound a little woo woo, uh huh. For that, but I wish you well. <laughs> I have <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, absolutely. <laughs> that was a the little church, goopy. The, I did get a little goopy the, there uh-huh, for a the second. Goop, yeah. Church of Gwyneth Paltrow
1: herself. <laughs> um, that is exactly what you sounded like. Uh-huh. So let's let's be real. I mean, you've played Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. In group settings with you. And salad
0: bowl, too. Yeah. You and Uh, I, and let's talk about who shed competition. Because when we're on separate salad bowl teams, it is like the claws come out (laughs) for each other.
1: Especially when it's like... Our
0: team is going to (laughs) win.
1: Well, especially when it's like, oh, you didn't get that under the buzzer. No, 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 you didn't. mm -mm." Mm -hmm. And so then it's like, that's fine. So when that comes back around for you, we will not have the same generosity Mm -hmm. shown toward you that you did not show toward. Mm -hmm. Us. Good Samaritan.
0: Yep. I'm looking for adventure. I want to follow on the trail. Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails. Get up when the stars still fill the sky. Don't wake the sun. There's so much to be done. And the day has just begun. Go where the postcards are real. You can feel. You can
1: open your eyes. And open your heart when you gaze at the national park. You, you there. At the national park. Follow you, follow you there. At the national park. Follow you, I'll follow you there.
0: We would like to acknowledge that while hiking and visiting the land also known as Indiana Dunes National Park, that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the Kickapoo, Peoria, Kaskaskia, Potawatomi, and Miami people.
1: Okay. So if you joined us in our last episode, we were hiking in Indiana Sand Dunes State Park, which is nestled directly inside of the National Park. The National Park actually sort of encapsulates it, So it's sort of like a little donut hole inside of the National Park. Yeah. Minus the shoreline, which is occupied also by the state park. Right, right, right,
0: right. Yeah. So it's kind of like the national park is the letter C and the state park is the negative space inside the C. Great. If we want to, you know, override your <laughs> analogy, right. mm-hmm. metaphor. Yeah. I
1: wasn't saying override, but now who's making it a competition? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There you are.
0: Um, We had hiked the 9, 10, and 2 trails, which are in the eastern portion of the park. And this was the larger section of the dune field within the park, and definitely the section of the park that took longer. And we could see that just by looking at the map. So it's what we really wanted to start with, so that we had more time for other things that day as well.
1: We'd started hiking at about 7 a.m in this section and we'd finished at about 10 a.m. so we'd spent about three hours total in the park so far to do one of the larger sections so at this point we were able to stop by the car and regroup a little bit the trail dumped us right back into the parking lot where we started where the car was while we were there we took some time to um, stretch and then assess what we wanted to do next not just in the state park but also start to proceed into the area of the national park as well in the this afternoon.
0: Right, because we had two days kind of slated for the dunes, and we knew that the smaller section probably wasn't going to take us nearly as long as we had hiked when we had hiked the longer section, and that was going to allow us some time to do some stuff in the national park also that day. Because we, if nothing else, are people who pack it in to make sure we're getting our worthwhile out of a day. We mentioned, right,
1: about you burning your hand last episode, right? Or did we No, not? it hasn't happened <gasps> yet.
0: It hasn't happened yet? No, it was I this evening. I thought it happened the night before. No, it was this evening. Okay, so stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard us talk about it yeah. out of order now yeah. you're going to hear the real thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so as the trails went, we only had this small section of the northwest corner of the park to complete, which was labeled the 3 Dune challenge. And on the map, it mostly consists of trail eight, and then the return was trail four.
0: This section of trail also allowed for the possibility of connecting back to the trail that runs along the beach, the 10, um, which we had already really spent some time on when we had done the nine, 10, and two trail earlier that morning. So we didn't really want to necessarily head back that way for the lake. And there was also the option to just kind of double back once you hit the end of the dune challenge and just kind of loop back on the eight. But that's not exactly what the Dune Challenge is all about. Right. So what exactly is the Dune Challenge
1: and what is it all about? It is the hike on the three tallest dunes within the state park, which also happen to be taller than what is often thought to be the tallest dune on the lake shore, Mount Baldy, which is located within the National Park.
0: The trail is pretty exact as far as what to follow. And most people start from the nature center, which is where we park, and head up um, the Eight trail. We actually started on the 7th trail just to kind of see what that was like which also leaves right from this point and then jumped over to the eight okay
1: so there are three dunes hence the name but the way it is set up is that we would start at mount jackson climb up to mount holden and then finally finish on the tallest one which is mount tom before winding our way back to the parking lot of the campsite and back essentially to the Nature Center Trail to the starting point and therefore make a giant circle.
0: And as I said before, from Mount Tom, which is our tallest dune, you could backtrack, head down the eight and then go down the seven, which does connect up to the 8 Trail, a little further up too. Or you could head out to the shore of Lake Michigan from Mount Tom and hook up with the 10 Trails and all the trails on the eastern side of the park. But the challenge itself exists as a loop. So this is sort of part of the reason we wanted to keep it separate and try to start, and most of the time, where most people start as well. So part of the challenge of this Three Dune Challenge is
1: timing yourself and then comparing it to your friends or your family or whomever else you're hiking with. And if you're a local and you hike in the park all the time, then you can compare it against your own hike and what your time was before or after that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I haven't seen these sort of challenges everywhere. But I did when I was hiking on a trip solo the summer before we started traveling together in Vancouver, there is a hike called um, the Grouse Grind, which is up Grouse Mountain. That's what I call my um the hustle and (laughs) bustle of my everyday. Uh huh. The grouse grind. The grouse grind. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun to do this. Um this was something I was in Vancouver on a I this was the first time I had gone to the Pacific Northwest in twenty fifteen and Vancouver was my first stop and then Seattle and this is where I experienced Olympic National Park in Rainier for the first time, and then also Portland and San Francisco. I had heard about this in Vancouver because I had done a lot of different things here and wanted to get some hiking in. Essentially, it's about a half a mile straight up for the most part, and it's very, very steep. There are 2,830 steps in this hike, which brings you to an incredible viewpoint at the top. But I remember when I was hiking that this was something that locals did on the regular. I just was like, wow, because I was in my early 30s when I did this, um, and before we had really started hiking together a lot, um, and before I had really come to hiking as a thing that I was doing, you know, more and more, and it definitely kicked my butt. The goal, the competition factor of the grouse grind is to try to get from the base to the top in under an hour, I'm pretty sure. But definitely don't let that be the thing that is your ultimate driver, just like we weren't timing ourselves on the Three Dune Challenge. You got to keep your health and safety in mind anytime you're doing something like this. The beautiful thing I remember about this, not that this is a podcast about the grouse grind or hiking in Vancouver. But
1: But also, I feel like, you know, for those who may have experience with this, there's an interesting comparison
0: here. But if you don't have a car, you have to take a ferry and a bus and I believe the subway to kind of get out there because this is a very popular hike. It's very easy to get to using public transportation. So win for the environment there. The one other thing I'll say and um, the one thing I didn't see when we were on the Three Dune Challenge is that on the Grass Grind, people run up this and I was like, absolutely not, no thanks. Good for you, but oh, not for Lord, me. No. Trail runners, you are living in your own world and I give you a lot of credit, but I also don't understand you? <laughs> no no yeah.
1: that is the level of commitment and um i don't know like i just feel like that's not loving yourself yeah
0: i just want you to know that you're loved no matter what you, you are don't have to run trails. trail runners <laughs> you are loved no matter what we
1: got two queers here that love you deeply you do not have to trail run again unless unless that truly brings you joy. Yeah. So back on the Three Dune Challenge, we started our ascent up Mount Jackson. Now, they're called mounts, y'all, right. but they are sand dunes. Yeah. They're just tall. <laughs> and this is not like sand dunes in like, like the, beach. the great Sand Dunes National yeah. Park where it's like just sand. It's like there are trees about. Yes. And there are things that's like sand among forests. I think this is why it's considered a mountain, too. Right. hmm This is the shortest of the mountains on the three dune challenge, but good god, mm-hmm. this was tough. Yeah, okay, hiking in sand is tough, yes, and um, we weren't doing a lot of uphill climbing through the dunes while we were on the first part of our day, but now we were, yeah, we fully were. How were you feeling?
0: Um, I just remember feeling like It was like moving through molasses. Like, we did trudge a little bit through, like, when we were at the Beach House Blowout earlier this day, we did have some, like, climbing to do. It definitely felt exhaustive, and this just was, like, another level of tiring because the sand here was loose, and it definitely made it more difficult to climb. What about you? This was extremely tiring.
1: The other thing I remember at this time was, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about this later, I had gotten shoes specifically for hiking in sand and um, made the wrong call about these shoes. Oh.
0: were these the Chacos? No, I don't own those. You did own Chacos when we went to
1: Hawaii. Oh, I don't... Maybe it was them. Maybe I had used the ones from Hawaii on this trip. Yeah. Maybe that's what I did. Yeah, it, it
0: was not good for you, though. It was not good. It was, like, the, <laughs> the annoyance factor, like... I've never seen you more aggravated about a footwear choice. Yeah. (laughs) Because it just was like, these shoes are filling up with sand and it's not doing what it should be. And it was, the drama was in high. The drama was real. It was high spirited drama happening there. Well, mm-hmm. it, I have a degree in drama. That's true. What can I say? Mm-hmm. So we didn't start going up the eight trail. We started up the seven, which is parallel to the eight, and I'm glad we did because it kind of gave us a little bit of taste for what that was like. There were a lot of trees here on the seven trail and a decent canopy that hung over the trail, the almost the entirety of it, as we had gotten up to the eight where we met up. The day was essentially gray and cloudy and humid when we started hiking in the eastern portion of the park. And now it was bright and sunny, super warm, and still very humid at this point.
1: I think we had both sweat out any water that we had um, consumed. Oh, absolutely. Already. Yeah. It really is kind of cool and amazing to see the green forest on either side. I was consistently in awe at how green Indiana sand dunes was. Yeah. So it is wild to think about how that kind of vegetation can survive and thrive
0: in sandy conditions. I mean, like trees. These oh, are trees. Yeah. Real big yeah. trees. After hiking up for a bit, we eventually see what is our cutoff trail, which brings us on to the eight trail. And this is. Much more of a dense wood, this little cutoff here. But we really aren't this is a, a blip. We weren't here for that long when we were hiking here. And when we hit the eight trail, this is where things start to get really, really tough.
1: Yes. While the sand was really loose on the seven trail, the eight trail was a whole other level of loose. This was like I remember stepping, taking steps, and it's like burying your foot in yeah. the sand yeah. as you as yeah. we were doing it. And this is where it really did feel like taking one step forward and 10 steps back. Absolutely. Every single step.
0: Mm -hmm. The trail is a lot more open. So we had all that dense canopy when we were first starting on the 7 and the cutoff trail across. But now, and what sort of becomes a constant on this dune challenge is that as we started to approach the spots where we were headed towards the top, Things started to open up a little bit more. And honestly, I think the word that sponsors this episode is trudge. Mm-hmm. It felt like we were climbing through, like, the best thing I can equate to is like really thick mashed potatoes. Or maybe yeah. that's what I'm just craving right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mashed potatoes is a great
1: way to describe it. Also, like, I mean, it's literally trudging through sand.
0: Yeah. Uphill.
1: Uphill. Yeah. So right. Mm-hmm. I think I found, compa- if we're going to compare, yeah, I think I found great sand dunes sand to be a little bit easier. Mm. This was harder. Yeah, There was a family behind us as we were approaching the summit of Mount Jackson, and they were talking about trying to beat their time. They were really working hard oh, yeah. to try and beat their time. Yeah. They were like, <gasps> <gasps> mm-hmm.
0: really huffing it. Mm-hmm. And we
1: were like, go around us. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. We're not, we're not doing that today.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Obviously, I mean, we. it was lovely to
0: chat with them for a moment. Yeah, they were yeah, very yeah. friendly people. But then they shoved us down and kept working. <laughs> <laughs> so they stopped being so friendly. Yes, they tossed uh-huh. pearls mm-hmm.
1: into our into our path so that we could trip and fall. Uh-huh. Pearls. Like mm-hmm. Nomi Malone mm-hmm. and Showgirls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting to the top of Mount Jackson, there is a vertical post with... The name of the peak and its height, like scrawled into it, as well as the newer sign that had other, you know, interpretive information about the height and the angle of the grade and the namesake for the peak and all of that kind of stuff.
0: So Mount Jackson is 176 feet tall. The grade of the slope of the dune is 31 degrees, and there are 32 million cubic feet of sand within the dune. That's some wild stuff right now. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. There is a bench beyond the sign here, which offered a lovely view and a moment of rest should you want it. We definitely took it. We took a breather for a moment here before we began to trudge forth again. And with that, let's take our first break. All right, so we are playing Adjective, Noun, Verb. If you're joining us for the first time with this game, we're going to give each other clues that create a short three-word sentence that goes in the order of an adjective, a noun, and a verb. And to make it spicier, it's alliterative. It's alliterative. Alliterative. Mm -hmm. Or as they'd
1: say in the UK, alliterative. Alliterative. (laughs) Great. Okay, I'll start with mine. Okay. Cordial nymphs escaping cordial and pleasant and acquaintance-like
0: friendly fairies freeing friendly fairies fleeing there you go (laughs) friendly fairies (laughs) fleeing (laughs) all right kind and kind and caring long-necked animals found in africa making guttural noises from their throats, is it generous giraffes guffawing? <laughs> I'll take um, it. Is giraffes? It's okay. gentle giraffes growling. Oh, growling! Gaffawing though, I like that. To guffaw, yeah.
1: I was thinking like belching, but mm. I knew that wasn't. Yeah, okay. Slow and relaxed, ring-tailed primates slowly
0: failing. Slow and relaxed. Ring-tailed primates
1: Slowly failing and not achieving
0: mm. their goal I used a couple of $5 words here Is raccoons one of them? No, no. Oh, primates, sorry, sorry, sorry primates. Ring-tailed primates It's a ring-tailed this. Lemur There you go Okay, lazy lemurs
1: mm. Slow and relaxed, think of a $5 word Lackadaisical lemurs No, no, even more
0: Loquacious no, that's. You know, I know that's worry. Let's yeah, talk about Laisse, laissez faire lemurs. Mm-mm. No, I don't know.
1: Do you La- know this? Do you know the verb? Lapsing. <laughs> no, like slowly not making its goal.
0: Mm. Losing.
1: We were going for languid uh. lemurs languishing.
0: Oh, look at the (laughs) 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 that you had that. You had (laughs) all That's right. Okay. Well, it could have been like, uh, I had another L word that was good, and it just went out of my head. Okay, great. All right. Tripping, clumsy animals that hop, found in the outback, who are using their legs to, um... Defend themselves What is Klutzy kangaroos kicking There you go And that's adjective noun verb before we take a look at hiking from Mount Jackson to Mount Holden, I think it's worth kind of diving in to think about what it's like to hike in sand and what it does to your body, because there are some things that are a little different from just hiking on solid ground. So clearly if one is doing a hike like this, you're signing up for a ton of work by way of hiking in sand. But how does sand equate to other surfaces and what sort of benefits or increased resistance are you signing yourself up for? Okay, so let's do a little bit of comm- Comparison. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when
1: we hiked in the Grand Lake section of Rocky Mountain National Park, we did some snowshoe hiking mm-hmm. within this park. It was April. It was early April. Yeah. There was still snow all over in the Grand Lake section, and we were out in snowshoes all day. Yeah, and when we came back, it was funny because it was like it didn't hit us until we had to walk up the stairs. Yeah, to the, the room, room where Airbnb. we were staying in yeah. this inn at this. It was an inn at a tavern. Yeah. We got upstairs and were thoroughly wiped out. I was like, why can I not walk up a flight of stairs right now? Like, it really did not. Like, I remember getting back to the car and being like, oh, great. Like, I'm feeling that. That was like, we had a long day. That was a good day. Blah, blah, blah. We get in the car and then we get all the way back up. And it was, we were spent. Mm -hmm. We could Mm -hmm. barely get back down the stairs to go get dinner later.
0: Oh, it was bad. So we had to do some research because like... Why are we so tired? And it turns out that if you're snowshoe hiking, you can burn up to a thousand calories an hour, <laughs> which really underscored yeah. what it was like to exert ourselves and why we were feeling so tired when we visited Colorado. Also, mm-hmm. Hafe. <laughs> Hafe. but But Hafe Hafe is, seriously. Wait, wait, wait. We yeah. got to, gotta, for those who don't know what Hafe is. It's high altitude induced flatulence. No, no, no.
1: It's high, it's H-A-F-E. Oh, that's right. It's high altitude flat expulsion. That's right. That's hate mm-hmm. That means you fart more when you're in Colorado cuz you're in higher <laughs> altitude. Cuz we were farting constantly It was and it was bad. Bad, uh-huh, bad, bad. Farts. bad, bad, Elevation farts
0: So we like Cuz were... the
1: farts were elevated. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> they were more noble farts. There were noble gases. That's they a dad were joke. If noble gases. One. Yeah, a dad science joke. But um, we were like in calorie deficit through the following week because of that. You know. Yeah. Like that was like a surprise, and ne- none of us had done. None of us. I say neither of us have done snowshoe hiking after that point, but I would definitely do it again. But we definitely hadn't done it before that. So our bodies were in for a little bit of a shock. So let's compare.
1: So when it comes to sand hiking, one can burn about 600 calories an hour, which compares to about 210 to 360 calories one might lose from normal walking on a flat surface. So that measurement, 600 calories, seems low when it comes to hiking up dunes. And I feel like somehow it must be in the same like snowshoe category number But alas no it's not
0: It did feel similarly though Aside from burning calories Sand walking and hiking Especially when you're barefoot Can be beneficial to your feet Sand provides resistance And it helps to strengthen Your leg muscles Your arches And your ankles Which you know You need none of Because your calves Are like you know Statuesque <laughs> Well thank you <laughs> yeah.
1: I take that as a compliment mm-hmm. I mean you do put up A lot of photos of my calves mm-hmm. For only On calves, the Instagram page which is just doubling as my only caps page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when sand hiking, feet go through their full range of motion from flexion to extension when you step into stand and your muscles need to work extra hard to push forward.
0: When it comes to barefoot walking in the sand, there are some physiological benefits to the practice of walking or hiking barefoot, um, which include activating your venous and lymphatic circulation, giving your feet a free massage. Who doesn't love that? And helping you to feel more relaxed, grounded, and at ease. So, earthing or grounding,
1: which is just another term for walking barefoot. Mm-hmm. All right. As but this, this is like back there. to your woo woo uh-huh. from before. Mm-hmm. Earth, I'm just going to go out and do some uh, thing. <laughs> I wish you well. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So studies have shown that walking barefoot on the ground can help normalize your cortisol rhythm, reduce pain, reduce stress, and help you to switch from your sympathetic to parasympathetic nervous system, among other things.
0: So, yeah, there's a lot of benefits to walking in the sand. A lot. And hiking in the sand. And as we were hiking, we noticed, especially as we were at the top of Mount Jackson, there were so many people coming up behind us that were not wearing shoes. Having grown up on the beach, you and I can say the same things, although our beach sands are drastically different. The Gulf Coast sand is different from the Jersey Shore sand. It's very different. But um, it's definitely one of my favorite things in the summer is to just dig my feet into the sand. Um, Um, And to feel that energy kind of connection to the beach and to nature, like sitting too at the shoreline and having the water, like just kind of erode your feet into the sand. is just, there's something very calming about that. So there is something to the woo woo of it all. So I mean, get the hell out of here with your you disparaging remarks over there. You do love being eroded. I do.
1: We give everybody who was hiking barefoot on this day so much credit. It's so funny. Like I don't think either of us in that moment, went, we could hike barefoot mm-hmm. and take our shoes well, off. Well,
0: after the drama of your terrible shoes, you were like, oh, ah, no. <laughs> That's
1: not what I sounded mm-hmm. like, but okay. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a lot worse than that <laughs> for the record. So if you're going to impress an impressionate impersonate impersonate me me, then you have to go for it Mm -hmm. Uh, you were in boots i was not yeah and you were succeeding in boots i was and i was not succeeding in what i had going
0: on Mm -mm. after taking some time at the summit of mount jackson we both caught our breath and looked over the overlook which was incredibly lovely a lot of trees again we are in dunes but it's forested so we used a lot of green some of the lake we then decided to kind of continue on and make our way to mount holden so from the summit of mount jackson which was really clear we had to duck back into more of a wooded pathway which was actually really nice because at this point in the day we're getting closer to noon and the sun is shining very brightly and it's warm So the
1: trudge feels a little less awful, considering we weren't gaining a terrible amount of elevation from one peak to the next. The problem here, though, wasn't the elevation. It was the grade that we had to traverse up.
0: So the section between the two dunes is not nearly as long as the section from the parking lot area to the top of Mount Jackson. As we hiked the trail, the tree overhang sort of became much lower onto the trail, and it felt as though you could reach up and touch the canopy of trees at certain parts.
1: And there was lots of trees and lots of green here, just like in the original hike. But a little less sunlight until we get a little closer to the summit, where the dune becomes more bald and a little more open. Um, as we make our final push to the top, this is where a lot of major grunt work Uh happens Mm -hmm. we have to sort of climb out of this lower area which is surrounded by trees and we eventually make it all the way up to the flatness that is the top of the summit and um this was like shredding your core constantly yeah get ready
0: yeah there are were initially some views through the tree line here that allowed you to see a sliver of the lake over the tops of a lot of green trees, sort of like what it was like at the top of Mount Jackson. The marker and sign for Mount Holden is a little farther away from when you kind of climb up out of the incline, but there were other viewpoints from just coming up to the flat part here that were to be had, which were worth it. Reaching the sign, we find that Mount Holden is 184 feet above Lake Michigan, that the slope here is a little bit more intense, which is 38 degrees of a grade, and there is about 53 million cubic feet of sand in this dune. The peak itself was named after the first president of the Prairie Club, Charles Holden, an important club in the preservation in the dunes themselves, which we'll learn about a little bit more in just a bit. But let's go ahead and take our second break. (music) Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Souvenir. Souvenir. So, who is Souvenir? Who
1: is Souvenir? Well, okay, if, I do feel like she falls into two possible camps, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and maybe it's both. She could have both. I. She could be a dental queen. She could certainly, but she could also be like. Actually, no. You know what? No, sorry. I'm clear. I'm so excited. I'm knocking over the mic. Um, um, apparently, I think she's. all doing it again. Mm-hmm. Stop using your hands. I think she. I can't. I'm mm-hmm. gay. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. And probably um, Italian. I think she might create sustainable looks from oh. little souvenir tchotchkes that oh. have been thrown into the garbage. Oh, okay, right. Okay, she's entirely a sustainable queen. She's a tchotchke queen in the way queen. in the way that like right, Patagonia has many many mm-hmm. looks that are made from recycled materials mm-hmm. or found materials or garbage, right? Like, right, that has been reclaimed right. and like turned into fashion. So I feel like. That might be what she does. Joni loves tchotchkes. Joni loves tchotchkes. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the name of her show, mm-hmm. Ch- starring Souvenir. Mm-hmm. Joni like- loves tchotchkes. I do. I like that. Okay. So, speaking of tchotchkes, like what kind of looks would Souvenir serve based on some mm. like Souvenir tchotchkes yeah. that we
0: know? A I lot mean, of I feel life. like a Hummel, Hummel figurine, like necklaces and. Um, Hummel? Yeah, the little, like, ceramic figurines. You never saw those? Oh,
1: well, yeah. I mean, I yeah. guess so. Are yeah. those in souvenir shops?
0: Well, I mean, they're, they're considered to be a tchotchke. Oh, so, oh okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean... You, I, think I do we're going feel broadly like with I feel like
1: she's got like a puka shell necklace look. Okay, where it's like all dress puka is shells, all puka
0: shells, something like that. I feel like she has um, <laughs> also a um, your license plate name from this <laughs> state, like dress. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. License plate right with mm-hmm. your name on it, and mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, uh-huh. I like that. I like that a lot. I also think she could do a whole look based on like used glow sticks. Oh, okay. I feel like those are always in souvenir shops. Okay, yeah, right, and they're like, and they come in that like mylar plastic mm-hmm. that
0: could also be interesting in fashion. Sure, either. I'm sure that could be like the sew between the. I feel like it would be a very scandalous sort of look. Oh, a lot of skin happening there. I mean, yeah, it yeah. could be a nude illusion. New, <laughs> nude, illusion. It could yeah.
1: be. Yeah. Um. Okay. Great. What other kinds of looks does she turn? I'm trying to think of what else I'm thinking about from souvenir shops. Well, I mean, think about all the things you hate about souvenir shops. Everything. I know you do. You (laughs) hate everything. You know what I would like to see her do is sort of like, you know those those T-shirts where it's like wolves, like from different angles that are sort of like aggressively masculine. Mm -hmm. Like make it and take it and make it like aggressively feminine.
0: Sure, maybe she's taking um, old T-shirts from souvenir shops and making them into rag rugs. Like weaving oh, them into rag rugs, but it's like a rag rug gown. Sure, it could be a gown, uh, but I think she could also sell just the rug too. I mean, yeah, or she could sell the rug. Rugs. Could you could like just pick it off the floor and it
1: becomes a uh, Or is that like gown? her red carpet entrance? Right. Oh, oh, options. <laughs> oh. <laughs> options mm-hmm. what song does she sing um i feel like she's these are a do... few of my favorite things that's a great one mm-hmm. i think maybe also um cruel summer oh bananarama bananarama mm-hmm. i could see her doing that mm-hmm. i could also see her doing um vacation oh all i ever wanted mm-hmm.
0: great Have to get I away love it. i love it that's right, everybody. So, souvenir. Souvenir. With ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Souvenir. souvenir.
1: So, it's worth noting that the dunes themselves may not have been preserved were it not for the Prairie Club of Chicago. The dunes became a respite for Chicagoans in the early
0: 1900s, as rail travel made access to the dunes even easier. Indiana Dunes State and National Parks became a magnet for day-trippers and long-haul campers alike, but they were not the only dunes on Lake Michigan that were of interest to weekenders. Michigan City Lakefront and Miller Beach, which is in East Gary, Indiana, were just as popular as Waverly and Porter Beach, now the park. The problems that befell the dunes were not necessarily the
1: weekenders and the day trippers, but the industries that moved in along the lakeshore,
0: which you can still see It's wild, yeah. Not only was sand being industrially mined, but steelworks were also being erected along the lakeshore. Anyone who has been to the park, whether from driving in or around it or walking the shoreline, can see the impacts of industry a few miles down the shore. Having adopted what is now the national and state
1: parkland as their home, base for Lake Michigan Leisure, the Prairie Club built a beach house for its members in 1913.
0: Other rough cottages and tents were erected during the summers at the park as housing for members who were staying at the dunes. The recreational
1: draw of the dunes did not begin with the Prairie Club, however, as residents of the area nearby found the dunes to be an incredible draw for both leisure and as a moneymaker maker for those enjoying the dunes.
0: However, the Prairie Club is sort of what gave the fight for the dunes
1: themselves as a national park space its teeth. In 1913, the club formed a conservation committee to establish the dunes as parkland. This garnered the attention of Stephen Mather, the first director of the NPS, who held the public hearings on behalf
0: of the dunes. In 1917, a National Dune Park Association formed, which helped to further promote the cause of the dunes becoming national park space. And as the U.S. entered into World
1: War I, the crusade to save the dunes was put on the back burner. A popular slogan in the early days of fighting for the dunes as a national park was Save the Dunes. As the country entered the war, the slogan became First Save the Country,
0: Then Save the Dunes. The fight for the protection of the dunes was not all in vain, though, as in 1926, ten years after a push for the national park began, the state park was formed in earnest. It would be 40 years later in 1966 that the dunes would garner protection on the federal level when the area that surrounded the state park became Indiana Dunes National Lakeshore, paving the way for the national park status later on. Okay, so back
1: to the Three Dune Challenge. So essentially, there is a little descent as we leave Mount Holden and head toward Mount Tom, a little bit of descent. Mm -hmm. This is probably the longest section, though, of the trail between peaks, and um, it's a welcome relief to head downhill for a bit.
0: Eventually, there is some leveling off of the dune, and again, as we head away from the peak, we dive back into deeper woodland. I'd be curious to know if the bald at the top of each peak that we'd experienced at this point is more naturally occurring or, through the intervention of man, there was more of an impact on it. Or if it's somehow a combination of both. I'd be curious about that. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm wondering Because it definitely happened on both all three of the peaks. What was nice was that these like
1: little wooded areas were um, uh,
0: fairly peaceful and quiet. Yeah, the challenge is kind of a thing that people seriously go off on. And it is a fun challenge for sure. Um, On this day, we were pushing ourselves, but we didn't have anything to compare our gauge to for ourselves. So we were just hiking kind of at our normal pace. Or at our exhausted pace. Sure. Because
1: this was already very exhausting. Mm -hmm. I do feel like there were people who were actively participating, though, on the, like, you know, booking it between peaks, trying to make up their time. You know, there were people that were passing us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So eventually, after hiking through the woodland for some time, uh, we come to a gigantic set of stairs. hmm And this was kind of a lovely reprieve, as Mount Tom is the tallest dune here.
0: That being said, we had just trudged up so much of the other two dunes, I think the reasoning that the stairs were there may have been because we had taken a major descent from Mount Holden and now had to climb all the way up Mount Tom. That's I... personally my... my opinion i agree Mm -hmm. i think that's probably true and also at
1: this point in time it was nice to like have a different you know surface underneath our feet Mm -hmm. so uh and who doesn't love a good boardwalk yeah so i was down.
0: yeah i mean i know that's how you were feeling like was down you were living for it you were like i'm alive for boardwalk Mm -hmm. i was i was alive for boardwalk i definitely got like
1: a new like breath of energy sure coming to this boardwalk. Yeah. So as we get closer and closer to the peak of Mount Tom, there are some more boardwalk platforms up here. hmm And then we run into a few folks. There was a group of some college-age folks that were at the top. um, And there were these two older gentlemen who we chatted with for a moment. Yeah.
0: They gave us some tips about things to do within the National Park and also told us about some things to do within the State Park, too, which we had already achieved on this day. It's always... Though, like, you know, take the time to have a conversation with someone on the trail. We say it again and again, like, uh, the human factor is wonderful. If you have the moment to take and can kind of engage someone, take it. Because they were just so generous with their information, having been locals and having been to the park a lot. I just love that friendliness and that willingness to open up and share about a space that is so loved by locals or whoever, you know? And if I remember right, they were from out of town Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, they were. But I think they had grown up around the dunes. Yeah. Yeah. So at the peak of Mount Tom, we learned that it is indeed the tallest peak here at 192 feet, that the grade of the slope is 43 degrees, a considerably bigger grade from our initial hike up um, Mount Jackson, and that the dune itself contains 56 million cubic feet of sand. Wow, yowza.
1: from the top, um, we can see Lake Michigan over some trees. It's not completely clear in view, but we're getting a nice sliver of the lake for sure. We also got a really nice view of the stairs that we would then have to descend.
0: Yeah, and I feel like we did that pretty quickly. And looking at the time when we had kind of come off the steps there, we had basically hiked most of this hike within 40 minutes. 40 minute time went yeah, down. Yeah, so we still had to hike a little bit more, but the the major majority of the grunt work was already sort of done. We
1: we wound our way back and we got to the bottom we ended up In the campground for the park. Um, And as we were walking around the campground, we ended up locking steps with this woman who was staying at the park. Whose first response upon seeing us was, my God, the two of you are so sweaty.
0: It was like totally like (laughs) brash and unasked for. And I'm like, "Uh "Oh, We were. And we we were. We certainly were. And we were.
1: The humidity was like 300%. And the sun had also, you know, decided to come out. Yeah.
0: I was glad we were heading west because nothing else on this road trip really occurred equated humidity wise until we were back in the smokies with this day. This was sort of like oh my God, this is gonna be the whole time and it was just dry heat west, which was great. Exactly. Yeah. And that included like Theodore Roosevelt, Glacier, Yellowstone, Grand Tetons,
1: Badlands. Yeah. Mammoth Cave. Yeah.
0: Uh, The Arch. Yeah. Gateway Arch. The Arch. The Arches. Not Arches, -mm. but the Gateway Arch. Uh, We talked to her a little bit about the park and the National Park and told her a little bit about what our trip was and what it was going to be. And I just remember her being like, good for you guys. Like, you know, do this while you can. But from here, we zipped our way along the Campground Road back to the Nature Center Trail to the parking lot where we promptly unloaded our bags but didn't take our boots off because our next stop for that afternoon was the national park okay so i
1: think we should just put the whole thing on the karen stone scale great the three dune challenge itself great not in separate pieces okay great so this was like an eight and a half for me
0: i was gonna say seven for me okay yeah great um, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's not tough. easy. It's short, though. It's tough, but short. It's
1: short, but it is, Deceptive. It is a lot of grunts. Yeah. A lot of grunt uh. work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like heave, push yourself up some, you know, steep stuff. Yeah. So, what is, so that is a 15 and a half out, out of, of 20, 20. Karen yeah. Stones. And now let's end this episode the way we end all of our episodes with some Jeopardy style trivia right Mike are you ready? Why don't I start today okay great um so my category is called group
0: of three before and after oh interesting really I did a very similar group of three category oh. so we may have struck after we five may, seasons <laughs> in episode 99 <laughs> finally well, writing the same category that would we'll see. yeah
1: okay great yeah all right. Do we want to do mine and see how it compares? Sure. Go for it. All right. So for 100, these are the words that you say at the start of a race and the performers who dance on bars who are still clothed but move in a provocative way. What is ready, set, go, go, boy. Or go, go, dancer. Sure. Correct. Yes. For 200, these three colors appear on the American flag and... This is the Kate Blanchett star turn that earned her an Academy Award. What is red, white, ri- what is red, white, and blue? Jasmine. That's right. Mm-hmm. For three hundred, these are the three colors of the traffic light, and the piece of legislation written and proposed by Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. What is
0: red, yellow, and green? New Deal.
1: That is correct. Mm-hmm. And for four hundred, the title of a western and the title of a series
0: starring America Ferrera. What is the good, the bad, and the ugly Betty? That's right. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And for 500. Okay. The first names of the three most talked about Bronte sisters, because there were five, and what Miranda Priestly says to Andrea before she asks for skirts from Calvin Klein and Devil Wears Prada.
0: Oh, my God. I don't know the Brontes. I know Emily Bronte, and that's about it. And then, isn't it what kind of skirts is the... No, she says this
1: before
0: she says skirts. Emily? What kind of skirts? No, Emily. Emily. I don't know. Emily. Emily.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Emily, how many times do I have to scream your name? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the answer is... What is Anne Charlotte and Emily Emily? Yeah. How many times do I just <laughs> scream Emily. your name? Emily
0: Emily is a great <laughs> Emily
1: Emily is a great
0: band name. Mm-hmm. Emily Emily. Okay, great. Okay, great. Well, there we go. And what is your? Okay, so I actually wrote today? seven. Here because there's oh, some okay. that are tougher, and it's called Three's a Crowd. So, what's going to happen is, um, I'm going to give you some clues, and you are going to have to name the group of three based off of those clues. They'll okay. typically be one word clues. Um, sometimes it might be a group of something, for example, like Huey, Louie, and Dewey. You might have to name that, or you might say, like, another way to answer could be Scrooge McDuff's nephews. nephews. Like, so it's going to be both ways, sure, both sure. Ways. Okay. Okay. So, um, and some might have three in the answer. It might be like the three, blah, blah, blah. Got um, it. Okay. So for 100, monuments, Nile, Sphinx. What are, well, they're all in Egypt. Right. But think about the last one. It's nearest to these, uh, these items. They are monuments. The Nile is near, and so is the Sphinx.
1: They're all near the three great pyramids?
0: Yeah, the three pyramids of Giza. Oh, the three pyramids of Giza. Yeah. Okay. okay. Jefferson, Philadelphia, declaration so i'm looking for a three word phrase here
1: um it's it's sorry my brain is doing is jumping because you're giving clues in a list of 3 and also asking for a group yes. of 3 yes sometimes yes okay well it's philadelphia it's something about philadelphia
0: focus more on the last one the it's declaration of independence mm-hmm. so a three word phrase from the Declaration of Independence. What is We the People? No. What is, what is, is Life, Liberty, and, and the Pursuit the, of Happiness? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. For 300. Danson, Selick, and Gutenberg. I'm looking for two movies. Oh,
1: what is Three Men and a Baby and mm-hmm. Three Men and
0: a Little Lady? Great. Athos, Porthos, Aramis. No, nothing. D'Artagnan. Oh, what are the Three Musketeers? There you go.
1: Fellowship... Tower, King. What are the Fellowship of the Ring, the Two Towers, and the Return of the King, the Lord of the Rings trilogy? There we go. Caspar, Melchior, Balthazar. Who are the three wise men, or, or the, the three, three magi, mm-hmm. or, or the three kings? kings? And lastly, for there s- is a. Um, oh, cutting me off! <laughs> I'm cutting you off because I um I sang a um I was in a class once. And it was an opera workshop class where we had to sing these scenes from opera. Mm-hmm. And there is one about called the Chai or the Three Chai or something mm-hmm. like that. And um, it was done on television. Mm-hmm. But um, one of them, um, I had to sing the guy that sang, um, this is my box, this is my box. <laughs> I never travel without my box. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Then that, that wasn't sung well, <laughs> but yeah, there you are.
0: Um, and for 700, this one is really tricky, so... Okay. Um, Al Nilhlam, Montana, and I think Montana might have auto corrected when I wrote that. <laughs> well, we'll go with it, and somebody can come for me in the comments about it. Al Montana, Al I want you to think about a constellation.
1: Oh, are these three stars in the constellation? Of? Orion. That's right. What oh, part? What part? Yeah. Belts.
0: that's right <laughs> <laughs> great where are the belts for this outfit <laughs> why is, is no, no one, one ready, ready?
1: This has been Gaze at the National Parks the podcast and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often and that adventure is always out there.
0: Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us Dustin Ballard and
1: Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode follow our Instagram at gaze at the National Parks. to contact us email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com to find out more about the parks visited on this show visit our website gazeatthenationalparks.com that's gaze G-A-Z-E All
0: original artwork featured on instagram on our website and
1: in the geese shop is by me michael ryan all original music was written and performed by dave seaman and mariella Klinger, with sean sklios on guitar our music producer is skylar fortgang this episode was edited by me dustin ballard we would also like to acknowledge that while recording
0: this episode that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the lenape people also known as middlesex county new jersey